you're listening to the Way Community Church Lakeland podcast, where our mission is to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope this message from our weekend service encourages you in your walk with the Lord. And now, here's the message. Jesus, whew, help. Amen. Amen. Y'all can have a seat. Well, you know, uh, when, I, when I pray that prayer, I'm not trying to be cute. Uh, I, I put time into prayer, uh, several hours every day. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, especially on Sundays. Uh, but when I'm here in front of you guys, I can either try to be really poetic and like, like make my prayer sound great um, or just be honest. And at this point, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> it's got to be you, you know. All right, well, here we go. Three gifts for a king. Some wise men uh, sent out looking for the king. And um, when they found him, they bowed down and worshipped him, and they opened their treasures and presented them to Jesus. Uh, this uh, message is about the three gifts that was given to Jesus, and so I was thinking about some of the, um, well, some of the gifts over the years that I received uh, that that may not have been uh, so glorious. I don't bad Christmas gifts or bad gifts, really, just bad gifts, not Christmas gifts, just bad gifts. And so I was thinking about, uh, what was about eight years ago, we were, uh, we were trying to raise funds for one of the orphanages that we built over in India. And uh, we, we decided we were going to do a yard sale. I don't know if any of you guys remember this, but we did a yard sale at our old house. And so we collected items throughout the church. And um, we had hundreds of things donated. I mean, it was awesome, most of it. Except there were stuff, we encouraged people to donate lightly used items that they could be resold, you know. And uh, I remember there was a few bags of clothes that were turned in. And uh, I don't know if they were washed before they were turned in. It didn't seem like it. It kind of had that attic tone to it, you know what I mean? Like the ones where you pull it out of the bag and they don't move. The worst part of that was going through that bag because you, you don't know if there's going to be gold somewhere in that bag. But we found an item that looked like gold and some used underwear that was there in that bag. And I just that just kind of felt like thanks for the donation. You know what I mean? Uh, used underwear. You're not supposed to donate underwear, just so you know, if it's used, you're supposed to throw it away. Second thing I was thinking about that, that um, was cool, that was donated or something like that over the years, I was uh, maybe... 17 years ago, I remember I was like a youth leader, youth pastor uh, at a church, and uh, there were some kids that were in our youth group, and, and some of them, you know, they, they were definitely like my kid, and uh, this one specific, he was a hot mess, and he was coming to Christ, and God was moving in his life, it was really cool, and one night he came to church, and he said, Pastor, I have something for you, and what's that, man, what you got, and he, uh, he said, I got this, this gift, and he pulls it out, and it was a bag of pot, and he said, I, I just got this for you. I just want you to know it's my last bag of weed, and I, I just want you to know it's for you. It's like, I don't want it anymore. And the way he presented it, though, it was kind of like it was a gift, but really I think he was trying to give it to the Lord, but it was uh, an interesting gift <laughs> to go home with. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this here. But <laughs> uh, then the last thing I was thinking about, this is one of the worst stories ever, man. It's a true story. I can't make it up. We were in Nicaragua, and uh, no, we were in Honduras. And uh, we were in uh, San Pedro Sula, which is a real dangerous city. One of the most dangerous cities on earth, if you don't know this. So when we were there doing missions, the, 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 the country, actually, believe it or not, hired 
uh, police officers uh, and military to escort us through the city. It was kind of like we were rock stars, man. It was just what they did. And so we were walking around, and, and uh, these guys were with us, and, and one of the gentlemen got saved while we were there that week. It was awesome. And uh, we were there for a little over a week, and on the last day, we're going on a missions trip, by the way. We're going to Guatemala, and you can come with us if you want. A little commercial there, throw that in there. It's going to be powerful. We're going to go to an orphanage there in Guatemala. You can come. You can see Miss Anna. She'll give you details after service. That's it. And uh, anyway, so we're in San Pedro Sula, and uh, one of the, it was the last day of the crusade, and uh, he was really touched, and on the last day, it was his son's birthday. And we were like, oh, that's really cool. And he's like, yeah, I'm here working all day to be with you guys. And we're like, wait, it's your, go home. And he said, no, it's an honor to be with you guys. And uh, he said, I want you to know my son was a miracle. And I didn't know, like, God then. But now that I know God and I know, like, that my son is a miracle, I'm so thankful to, to know you guys and I want to serve you and honor you. And, and they just have a culture of honor in, in other countries. You really should go to other countries and see this kind of thing. Anyways, he said he had a gift for us. And uh, he said he, uh, he, he went into his pocket and got this thing out. And he put it in our hand before he told us what it was. And, uh, and he said, hey, uh, this, it looked like, you know, um, those things, uh, they're like fireworks. They're the little snakes. You light them and then like they grow and they like turn. You know what I'm talking about? It looked like that. It was covered in lint, though. It wasn't in a bag or anything like that. Just and so he said, I carry this with me every day for the last three years. Today was his son's third birthday. And, uh, and he said, but today, I, I want it to honor it to you guys. And so we, we were like, well, what is it? And he said, it's my son's umbilical cord. <laughs> Thanks so much. We're honored. We don't know where that went. I mean, I misplaced it somewhere on the right plane track. I don't know, maybe. Uh, but strange gifts. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I, I, I would guess that if... Um, I'm just thinking about my family. If random strangers showed up at my house knocking on the door, it would just be weird. You know what I mean? Like they're not selling like a water filtration system. They're not selling like an alarm. They're just here to see your kid. Well, it's kind of creepy, first of all. Like we don't, we're not accepting gifts. And so, anyways, this story really is precious because uh, there's a lot of it that is wrong, though, as America would tell it. So you need to know Jesus wasn't born in December. Uh, we just kind of picked that day, and uh, that's the day that we, we use. Uh, what else is important? Uh, it's probably good for you to know that the wise men never made it to the manger scene. We threw them in there uh, with the little kids because it's cute, right? Uh, but we also don't know that there was not three wise men. We don't know if there was two. We know there were men, so there's multiple. Um, but there could have been 25 of these dudes. We really don't know, but we know there was three gifts, we know that these men were wise. Uh, they were smart enough to figure out where a star landed over some dude's house. I'd like to understand how that went down. You know what I mean? Like, did the star come down from the sky? Like, what, what did that look like, you know? But anyways, they followed him to Bethlehem. They got there, and we're calling it three wise men for the sake of the story. But they presented three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And over the next three weeks, we're going to explain to you why they presented three gifts, but today I'm going to specifically talk to you about the gift of frankincense. So it's kind of important for us culturally, we don't have a lot of meaning in anything that we do. 
We, we celebrate Christmas on December 25th, and most of you don't even have meaning in what you eat that day. Jewish tradition, they would have specific foods they would eat every time there was a holiday because everything they did was intentional to honor the Lord. And that's why it's kind of scary for us as Americans in our belief system and our approach to God. I'm thankful that Jesus made it possible for us to have a relationship with him, but we want to be intentional about this. And the wise men brought these gifts to Jesus, and they were intentional about what the gifts were because they were declaring over this little baby his life. Now, it's also good for you to know, chances are he wasn't a baby. He was probably somewhere between zero and and two uh, because, as you would see, there was a big genocide that happened, and Herod killed all the little children in the area. I mean, awful, awful. Some of you complain about our government. History is good for us to learn, and it's good for you to travel to other countries and hear what government does to people. We're blessed to be in America, y'all. I just want you to know that. And so, uh, anyways, uh, this story would have it that they brought frankincense to myrrh. Well, what is frankincense? Well, if uh, some people that do do Terra or the essential oils or all these things, I just wanted to tell you about some of the some of the properties that we still believe is in frankincense. And I say we, I'm using it loosely, okay? I'm being inclusive in this term here. Uh, number one, we believe that frankincense kills germs and bacteria. It's good to know. It's good for you to put in your house there. It, it's, it may improve your gut health. That's it's good for me. Let me just tell you right now. Uh, uh, number three, uh, anti-aging properties. How many of you know some of us going to the store today to buy some frankincense? Uh, four, reduces stress reactions. Dear Jesus, if you got children, you need to have this in your home. Uh, number five, there's anti-cancer properties found in frankincense. So this is what large amount of people in American culture today believe, or at least people that influence Google and all the other nonsensical things online. Um, so, but that's what we believe, but in the olden days, frankincense had a lot of intentional um, uh, meaning. And uh, so, as we start today, uh, some of you may not be a fan of the smell of frankincense, but I, uh, we're going to burn it today because I'm learning in my life, it's not what I love, but what the Lord loves that should matter to me. And... Um, I want you to understand how much the Lord loves frankincense, not because it was a gift for little baby Jesus, but because of what it was and what it meant culturally throughout Israel. Well, it's largely believed that multiple times throughout ancient history that frankincense was actually more valuable than gold because frankincense, they believed, had healing properties. So when people had illnesses and they couldn't go to a doctor, they would try to buy frankincense so it would be in their home and people would be made well by the burning of the incense. Largely, uh, uh, frankincense came from a tree. It was like a sap and they would dilute it down to like an oil and they would burn incense that was in the oil and essentially the oil would be like a candle or like a wick. Does that that make sense? And uh, so anyways, they would burn this. And so it was so valuable because of some of those properties. And so there are three things that was being declared as the wise men bowed down to Jesus. One, uh, that he is a healer. Two, uh, that he is prayer. And three, 
that he is a priest. Now, this is wild when you think about it. Like, it kind of weird if you put yourself in that night that these wise men were bowing down to a kid that probably couldn't control his bowel movements yet. I think that's awkward. You know what I mean? And they're declaring over this little kid, you are healing. You are my priest. And they came from a far way to seek the Lord. And when they get there, they were, what a moment. I want to love God. And one of the purposes of this series for me is because in my life, I want to offer something significant that matters to Jesus. I want to worship Him. I want my life to give Him something significant. I want it to be meaningful. I want it to be, whoa, that's strong. I want it to be intentional. And uh, I want it to matter to Him. I want my love for Him to make Him proud and feel loved. One of the reasons why this was important is because Jesus was a priest. And the priest activity often always included frankincense in its activities. Let me take you there in scripture really quick. This is uh, actually, I just want to read to you a couple of reasons why um, frankincense was significant biblically. And in Nehemiah 13, verse 9, it says, Then I demanded that the rooms be purified. So this was when the temple was ransacked and, and, and uh, defiled and desolated and like gross. How they purify, re-purified the temple, they made it pure again using this stuff. Then I demanded that the rooms be purified and brought back the articles of God's temple, the grain offerings, and bring in the, the frankincense. Leviticus chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 says, When you present a grain as an offering to the Lord, the offering must consist of choice flour. You are to pour olive oil on it and sprinkle it with frankincense and bring it to Aaron's sons, the priest. And the priest will scoop out a handful of flour and moisten it with oil and together with all the frankincense, burn it as a representation, representative portion on the altar. It is a special gift and a pleasing aroma to the Lord. The sacrifice wasn't very beautiful. What the Lord considered that was beautiful was this that was burning, and this became something beautiful and pleasant to the Lord. A sweet smell of anything will catch you off guard. And when it's good, it's good. And this is good to the Lord, mostly because of the value that it cost. Just imagine just lighting gold on fire. That's what they were doing. And it, it mattered to the Lord. So it was a symbol of priesthood, a symbol of healing, and a symbol of prayer. I'm going to get into this here today. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10 through 12. He says, For God's will f- was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all time. And under the old covenant, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day after day offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. But our high priest offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. And then he sat down at the place of honor at God's right hand. I'm reading this passage for you to understand that we consider Jesus the high priest. Now, high priests in their day needed 
frankincense to be burned in order for them to practice the forgiveness of sins of God's people. And so what would happen is uh, a priest had two main responsibilities. One, they were to pray for the people of Israel that their sins would be forgiven. And then two, they would sacrifice animals for the sins of God's people. And they would take one of the most perfect lambs on the Day of Atonement, the Day of Yom Kippur, and they would go into the most holy place, the place where God's pure presence would dwell, and they would go inside with the lamb, and they would sprinkle the blood all over the mercy seat, which would be a symbol of God's throne, and they would take with them this incense. Now, it was important that they did this right, because if they didn't get it right, they would be struck dead. Frankincense was a symbol of the priesthood job to make sure that the people were atoned for, the people were prayed for, and if he got it wrong, he would die, and if he got it wrong, y'all would die. And so because the priests needed this scent, it became like a memory to the people of Israel. They recognized that smell. That's what the priests used for us to be forgiven of our sins. So it became a symbol of priesthood that the wise men laid down before Jesus and confessed him to be our high priest. That once and for all, he would make a sacrifice for all of us. Can you imagine these wise men bowing down to a kid? It's you, one-year-old, drooling on himself. It's you. Not one day will, not someday great. I love that song that we sang. When it said that, uh, like you did back then, you're doing right now. Like you moved in power then, you're moving in power right now. Like you provided then, you're providing right now. I love that, that these wise men weren't declaring one day you will. They were declaring you are, I am. And they were calling him their high priest. who would make sure that their sins were atoned for once and forevermore. I love it. Second thing that stood out to me is that the, the, the frankincense, what, they were, what these wise men were giving to Jesus, was a symbol of prayer because it literally would reach the heavens. Let me read it to you in Psalms chapter 141, verses 1 and 2. O Lord, I am calling to you. Please hurry. Listen, when I cry to you for help, accept my prayer as an incense offered to you and my appraised hands as an evening offering. I am standing here, God. Would you please hear my prayers? Now, in my life, I am always trying to find a way to make sure that my prayers are passionate. Now, the reason why this is a symbol of prayer is it's smoking because there's a fire burning in, within. I'm trying to say a lot of things all at once here. As Americans, there's, we have no tradition. We are a mutt of culture like no other. We don't know why we have Christmas trees, but we're all going to put one up. We don't know why we have this dinner on this day, but we're going to eat it and we're going to change it. We're going to change it and we're going to change it. We're going to do it our way. We're going to make it ours. Everything is about what we do, what we do, what we do. What I love this morning as I burnt incense, it was like I was being intentional as it's smoking that I'm praying. And God, let let me be on fire for you, God. Let my love be pure for you. I don't know what your prayer life looks like. 
in January 1st of this year, we're going to start 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, don't wait until January to start praying, you dumb what. But join us. I was talking to my boy James. I saw him in here. James, where are you at? James, he said to me the other day, he said, Tim, when we do the 21 days of prayer and fasting, it's the most powerful time of the whole year for me with God. James, did you say that? The whole year, this guy loves the Lord. But there's something about sacrificing for the Lord that ignites our life. And so what I I want is I want to find a way to make sure that my prayers are radical. There's things in my life that I can't afford to get stagnant. I can't afford my prayer life to get stagnant. I can't afford my relationship with my wife to get stagnant. I can't afford the anointing on my life to get stagnant. Why? Because there are people in our lives that are dying and going to hell and have crazy sickness going on inside of them and they need an anointing on our lives. We can't allow our, our prayers to go out. And what's cool about the symbolism as you can tell when your prayer is going out. I have to keep going. 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 All right. This is like really strong. It's hard to breathe over here. It's because I'm so on fire. All right. Prayers. Um, it's, it's like an incense. Watch this. Um, I want you to know that when the wise men fell down before the Lord, they were calling him their priest. They were calling him their prayer. Now, the scripture says this in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. I don't know what you know about Jesus, but he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He's able to save you. Watch this. He lives forever to intercede with God for those on their behalf. I love this. What does Jesus live for? He loves you. He loves you to intercept the moments of disaster in your life. He wants to be there in that moment. I think of the, the old, I remember before I was even a believer, and I'd go to like people's house that weren't even Christian, and they had those, those drawings up on the wall. Remember those things, the footprints, the footprints poem, where, where it was like when, when you were going through the hardest times in life, I was carrying you, you know, and you, where are you, God? I was, I was carrying you in this season. He loves to intercede for you. Now, this word intercede means to literally like intervene, but it also means to pray for you. Hold on a second. This blows my mind to think that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is sitting at the right hand of the Father and he's praying for you. And I can't help but just sit and wait and think what is Jesus praying over you right now in your life? What is he wanting you to activate? What is he wanting you to change? What is he wanting to come alive? We're a people that don't have meaning. We're giving gifts and we're worshiping and singing songs and like, but I want to be someone of purpose. But true purpose is found in Jesus. It's found in prayer. When you're a believer of Jesus and you don't have meaning in your life, I know why. Because you don't have a prayer life. Because when you have a prayer life, something activates inside of you that today there is meaning. When you talk to a believer, you say, hey, what's God doing in your life? Well, he's trying to teach me this. 
or today he's trying to get me to do this, or he gave me this assignment. He really wants me to minister. Uh, my Lord minister, he spoke to me the other day. And, and uh, so when we do uh, uh, Christmas, we do these bags. Every day of the month, we open a new bag. And there, there's another assignment for our family to do intentionally. And, uh, and we put it on, our, on, on Mia's heart. Jesus, I'm so thankful for my prayer life. Um, and and uh, we're, she said, she, we really want to go out this Christmas and minister to the homeless. So last night, we went and packed bags for the homeless, and we're driving around town because we want our lives to be intentional. Now, the Lord didn't tell me that. He told her that. So that means um, it's going to inconvenience me also. But we're going, and we're looking for people, and we want to be intentional about this season. We need purpose. He lives to make intercession. What is God wanting to do in you, change in you? He's our priest, and he is prayer. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one will come to the Father but by me. And I believe Jesus is healing. That was the other thing that they were, they were declaring over him, that he will be our priest. He'll be the one that cleanses us. He will be the one that prays for us. He will be the one that heals us. Now, I need you to know, I don't know what doctrine you have or where you came in on, but I know that every person is looking, has a whole, something is wrong, something is off. What, is, what do I need to do? Like, what is my purpose? You were designed to be loved. Some of you have physical illness in your body right now, and you think that that's the problem. That's, that's not the problem. That's the symptom. You were designed to be loved by God. And the way that that happens is we make time alone with Jesus to bow down at his feet and let him cleanse us. Let him wash us. Let him fix us. Let him, and this story, of what I love about this story is it's men. We got any men in the room here? It's a story about men that sought God. I don't know if you know it, guys, but women find it to be the sexiest thing on the planet. A guy that gets his Bible out and seeks Jesus. And somebody like, you can't say that in church. No, listen, we gotta bring, we're bringing sexy back. That's. That's attractive. When a man seeks Christ, they love it. And, and this story is, 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 is about men that, that traveled far to connect with him who is prayer. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And as they're laying down and giving him frankincense, that's what they're confessing. You will be the way. You will be the one that prays for me. You will be the one that heals me. You will be the one that cleanses me. You get this? I'm thinking about all the gifts that I'm buying for Christmas this year. Not one of them means anything. They're all going to end up at the dump in about two years, maybe sooner. Ah, we need meaning back. Okay, I'm going to try to start landing this thing. and I'll be done in about 10 minutes. Here we go. As I'm thinking about their declaration... I wanted to think about the things that I need to know now as my heart wants to bring him something beautiful. Like you're the king of kings, the creator of the galaxies, the Lord of lords. What, what, what do you want me to know as I want to do something great for you? 
I want you to know 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 through 15. It says this. John said this. He's the apostle, one of the disciples. He says, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. And we are confident that he who hears us whenever we ask anything that pleases him, and since we know that he hears us, when we make our request, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. I want you to know that when your incense is burning before the Lord, you have his attention. It's a sweet-smelling aroma. Why do you need to know that? Because some of you forget the power of your prayer. Forget changing the nations. What if it's changing you, and what if, it's, what if he loves it? You need to know that God loves you. Jesus was teaching us about prayer, and he stood before the tomb of his good friend Lazarus. And what he said is, Father, I thank you that when I pray, you always hear me when I pray. First, John wants you to know that he hears you when you pray, and he loves it. If you want to do something great for Jesus, there's nothing that you can give him. He paid it all. You can honor him with prayer. Now, you ain't got to go far east out to wherever that is out there east, you know, where these guys went to. But you can go into your room and shut the door and put on a song or climb into your truck and turn the music up loud and go for a drive and just love on the Lord. That will move his heart. And I'm all in on that. If I can get the king of glory's attention, that's what this is about. First John chapter 4, nope, John 14, 13 through 14 says this, you can ask anything in my name and I will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father and you can ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. You can ask for anything in my name, in my name, in my name, in my name, in my name. When these wise men bowed down at the feet of Jesus with this frankincense, what they were saying was, it's in your name. And Jesus is trying to say, you can come in my name. The door's open. Some of you don't know how to pray. You pray in the name of Jesus. It's important for you to understand the culture of prayer. We're always praying to the Father in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. A way I can explain it better is I saw a photo once. It was like a drawing. It was like heaven was over there and the Father's throne was, was over there. And there was a big chasm with fire and there was a cross laying down and all these people were walking and there was a big Holy Spirit pushing these people across the cross over to the Father. We always pray by the power of the Holy Spirit by the understanding and by the leading of the Holy Spirit. When you're in prayer, stay there. Don't pray about anything else until the Holy Spirit moves you off of that prayer time. You'll have peace. You'll know. He'll put something else on your heart. Now you're praying with the Holy Spirit. You pray in the name of Jesus to the Father. It's, it's like uh, the Father's the destination. Jesus is, is, the, via, is the, the Holy Spirit is the vehicle. You're getting there by the Holy Spirit, and Jesus is the road. He's the way. He is the truth. He is, you know, does that make sense? 
That was um, a rabbit trail. I wasn't supposed to go there, but I, I want you to understand prayer. So the wise men bowed down and they gave him frankincense. And that declared, you'll be my priest that makes sure that I'm forgiven. You'll be the one that washes me and gives me access to the most holy place. You'll be the one that prays for me and teaches me prayer. You'll be the one that heals me. Would you all bow your heads and close your eyes for a second? I'm so thankful that you're here. For those of you that are watching uh, at home and online. Sometimes I forget how special these moments are to some of you. Not all of you know how to be right with God, how to be forgiven of your sin, which will have eternal consequences. It's not by doing good things. It's by letting him do it for you. And today there's really nothing you can give God other than your life. Your surrender, your worship, your, your prayer. If you're here and you're not sure if you're right with God, today you want to surrender your life and have relationship with Jesus who is alive and here right now. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you, will you raise your hand right now? God bless you. God bless you. Man, that's powerful. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. That's awesome. Holy Spirit's here. Jesus. Lord, we, we want to know you. We're sorry. We want to do it your way. We want to love you. We want to worship you. We want to honor you. needs you. There's some things that's a mess inside me. And I believe you can change it. Today I give you my life and I ask you to lead me, to speak to me, to heal me, to love me. Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. Be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what's really cool is, um, it happened in the first service too. I didn't time it intentionally, but like, it, it went out like right as like, I don't know. Jesus, that's what he does. Um... Hey, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or like you're new to faith or you've been in faith so long that you need to activate those things inside of you, we have a class that we're doing right now after service. It's called First Steps. And it goes over the principal things of faith that really are so beautiful that it activates a tremendous love for God. And you should, you should come join us in the back room right after this service. Um, we'll have mentorship that we're relaunching in January. Mentorship is like a really intense connect group. It meets once a month, and it's really hardcore, but it's powerful. We're doing a first and a second year here this year. We want to open that up to you. Praise the Lord. Still a little strong in this area right here. Um, also, if you're interested in the mission trip, cool. Prayer uh, is on January 1st. 
uh, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, know that Christmas is coming, and uh, we're going to be doing a few services for Christmas Eve. Um, I think we're doing it at 2.30 and 5 or something like that. Three, like I said, 3.30 and 5. Many of your friends, and we're, we're, we're doing this service to help you reach your friends that don't know the Lord, your family members. And so it'll be a beautiful night. Um, it's, it really is one of the more special services that we do all year long. And there are people that if you invited them to come to church, that's the day they would come. And so tell them you'll make them dinner. Tell them you'll buy them something cool. Tell them you'll give them, we're giving away free cars, whatever you got to tell them. Get them to church and get them an opportunity to, to find Jesus. Um, it could change their life forever. And, um, and you're really generous. You'll buy them that car. You know, that'll, the most generous people in the world. All right, what else you need to know? Uh, first service, mentorship, first steps, prayer. And then we have prayer partners that will be here right now at the end of service. There's healing in these altars. If you need something that you, you have a big request from God, uh, we want to be here. We want to agree with you. Guys, I love you. I'm so. Oh, no, no, there's one more. Uh, we, have a rev- we have an end times discussion, argument, slash banter, conversation. It, it's going to get messy here after uh, tonight at uh, 630, I think. Uh, but um, this message was prepared to be simple and easy with one thought in mind. You have something to give Christ this week. You don't have to go far to give it to him. But probably the most valuable thing you have is your time. And when you give him your attention, he's all in. Fall in love with Jesus all over again. I love you guys. See you soon. Thank you for joining us at The Way today. Our prayer is that through a relationship with Jesus, you would know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit us online at thewaylakeland.com or by visiting our Facebook page at The Way Lakeland or Instagram page 